Hello and welcome to Herpetological Discussions. Today we're talking about colonies of starlings and the faunal aggregations underneath them. Should be an interesting discussion. So I ran across a really cool paper on my lunch break entitled Communally Nesting Migratory Birds Create Ecological Hotspots in Tropical Australia. And this is in the journal PLOS One, which is an open access journal, so you can look at it online for free. Um, it's uh, an article by J Daniel Natouche and Jessica Lyons, um, well known for their research on green tree pythons, as well as uh, Gregory Brown and Richard Shine. Uh, Richard Shine probably has to be my favorite herpetologist of all. His uh, wealth of knowledge and number of papers he's put out is very impressive. Uh, I really enjoy reading the papers he's involved with. But, so this one talks about uh, these uh, metallic starling colonies. And I'd heard uh, Daniel Natouche talk about these in previous interviews that he's done on, online. Uh, there's some interview, you know, reptile podcast interviews. And he's talking about these metallic starling colonies. Um, so, you know, I was excited to see this paper pop up uh, on Google Scholar. So, um, I gave it a quick read and thought I'd uh, throw up a herpetological discussions on the topic. So, this is uh, this was done up in the Lockerbie Scrub area of the the northern tip of the Cape York Peninsula in Australia and Queensland, and uh, and these uh, they located a bunch of. Uh, metallic starling colonies and decided to study uh, if there's you know difference between the animal aggregations underneath the colony trees versus similar uh, control trees that didn't have a colony of starlings in them. They tried to uh, pick same trees. Usually the uh, these uh, starlings nest in poison arrow trees. I, I only thought they were poison dart frogs or poison arrow frogs. Did I get that right? It might have been poison dart trees, but I thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, they uh, um, found located colony trees using either uh, ground surveillance or they even uh, scoped out the area with a helicopter and located the trees. And then they had several trees that they uh, surveyed during the day with uh, camera traps as well as at night with head torches and flashlights and such. So, um, and then they would compare. Uh, the colony trees with other trees and it was uh, you know, far and away underneath the colony trees had huge aggregations of animals. Um, they looked at uh, different invertebrates and, and insects and saw a huge uh, increase um, in, in the number of invertebrates, invertebrates found under the colony trees especially uh, during the breeding season of the colony birds so they were coming to to forage and, and find food underneath the trees, assumingly. And then uh, in the off-season, there was no real difference between, uh, you know, the numbers of insects under the trees. Now, we're talking, you know, orders of magnitude <laughs> greater under these colony trees, so there were probably uh, 2,200 insects found under a colony tree in the, in the breeding season versus maybe uh, uh, less than 100 during the off-season as well as at uh, you know, control trees. Um, so very, very interesting 
Um, and that depends, I guess, on the uh, time of day uh, or, or the method of sampling. So they would either survey at night with a, a, a big screen that the insects would be attracted to light and land on versus um, a sticky trap under the tree. So uh, interesting results there. Um, the mammals, there were also a, a greater increase in, in mammals under colony trees, both uh, during the breeding season as well as off. So, and unfortunately, the majority of mammals that were observed were uh, feral pigs, an invasive species in Australia. So that's uh, kind of sad to see these things being supported by those. But then one of the pictures is of a bunch of pigs uh, rooting beneath one of these colony trees and the ground is all torn up. And anybody who's come across the pig damage, it's pretty identifiable very quick and it really kind of ticks you off. <laughs> it would have been nice to see Australia during its pristine pre-pig era or pre-cane toad era. <laughs> um, the birds uh, had an interesting dynamic. So, of course, the you know the metallic starlings aren't going to put up with other species of bird during their breeding season. So, the the number of of non-starling birds under the trees was very low during the breeding season. But um, this reversed, and there were huge numbers of birds. Um, you know, 50, 55,000 um, birds that were counted during a, a season um, versus during you know during the off breeding season um, compared with you know again maybe a hundred or less than a hundred and at off um, at other you know control trees uh, whereas you know under the colony trees during the breeding season there were maybe uh, six seven thousand birds counted so that was interesting as far as the species go I mentioned the pigs other mammal species the second most abundant mammal species was the dingo um, followed by uh, another non-native uh, species, the cow, uh, Bostaurus. And then, uh, you know, below there, there were, you know, a handful of other mammals, including various marsupials, uh, small you know, rodents and things. So um, there to kind of forage for seeds dropped by the birds. At night, uh, it was kind of dominated by either pigs or the Cape York melomus, um, melomus capensis, um, which is a small... Uh, I guess Malomus. Is that a marsupial? I can't remember. Some little furry uh, creature. <laughs> um, the, the majority of birds that were seen, especially during the day, were brush, brush turkeys, and they counted about 52,000 brush turkeys um, under colony trees. Um, other birds included various cockatoos, including the palm cockatoo, which are an impressive species of uh, rainforest cockatoo that uh, occur only in kind of the northern tip of the Cape York uh, Peninsula are really cool. They actually drum on trees and stuff. I got to see some flying and, and hear some drumming when I was in the Iron Range in Northern Australia. So it was really a cool experience, but they're an impressive species. And one of the pictures is of uh, several of these uh, palm cockatoos underneath the tree gathering uh, seeds that were left there or, or maybe small uh, sprouts or things uh, from the seeds dropped by the starlings. Um, other, you know, a nice variety of different birds. Uh, during the night, you might find a, a sulfur-crested cockatoo near or under the tree, as well as uh, rufous owls. They were found there. No other bird species were really found under trees. That makes sense because most of them are diurnal active. Uh, the reptiles were the opposite. They were mostly found at night under the tree, and the uh, the greatest number found were of brown tree snakes. Uh, 
under these trees, which are native to Australia and cool looking uh, little uh, species of snake. Um, there were quite a few uh, pythons as well, predominantly uh, the ameth uh, amethystine python, um, scrub pythons, <laughs> and uh, there were about 350 of those counted during the season. So, um, slaty grays, uh, another uh, species of python, the water python was also found there. So, looks like a good place to look for uh, basically a lot of different animals if you're interested in wildlife in the Northern Territory, or, or sorry, in Northern Queensland, and uh, you run across a colony nest, come check it out at night. You'll probably see at least a brown tree snake, if not a, a scrub python or some others. It's kind of cool. Amphibians, uh, unfortunately, another invasive species that is uh, benefiting from these trees is the cane toad, and they counted about 4,000 cane toads during the season um, versus only a, you know, a couple under not, uh, control trees. Um, other more native species, the white-lipped tree frogs were, were found, as well as some other uh, tree, uh, frog species. So quite a few uh, different uh, animals and, and definitely a huge uh, abundance of these animals under colony trees versus control trees, especially during the uh, breeding season, except for birds perhaps. But for the most part, uh, this high abundance was found. So very interesting and uh, a cool paper and took a, quite a bit of effort to catalog this and, and demonstrate this. And this is the first time for, at least for this uh, type of aggregation of you know, col uh, starling colonies, uh, first time it's been reported in the literature. So kind of a cool thing. But I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if you've got anything to, to add or, or comment on, uh, feel free to throw it up on the uh, Herpetological, Herpetological Discussions Facebook page. All right, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one.